0: Welcome to the Chick Show. Wait, the what? The Chick Show. Chick. Yes. Okay, because it sounded like you said something else.
1: No, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, well, I'm Leanne,
1: and I am Grace. Grab your favorite beverage and join our talks. Yay.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Chick Show. I'm Leanne and I am here with my co-host Grace and we are here to share all things about motherhood and entrepreneurship. So our topic for this week is we really want to stop and take a second to think about what our businesses look like in a post-pandemic world. And Grace, I mean, I feel like we're never going to stop talking about COVID as much as we all want to stop talking about <laughs> COVID still in my world. I feel like not a day goes by where something isn't being brought up about the virus. How about you? Oh, I totally agree. Well,
1: even Facebook, right? will show you some memories and I'll be like, oh my God, here was our Christmas card from two years ago. Everybody was wearing masks. <laughs> I think that was so choked. A- crazy time in life. And there was so much maybe like cool things that we didn't implement before that we're doing now. But also there was a lot of things that, you know, no, none of us want to go through ever again. And, and um it, it's crazy. It's crazy that this is something that we had to go through and our kids had to live through. And yes, I feel like we, we think we're moved on from it. And now the cases are rising again, and but I think it's not as. I think the what do they call it the kind the kind of it it's it's not as
0: strong yeah, or not whatever, as but it was.
1: Uh, it feels like forever ago, but then it doesn't.
0: Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyways,
1: it's it's <laughs> it's crazy to think about <laughs> it. Um. So and here how, we are
0: on our on our podcast three years later, still talking about it. But well, I think.
1: I was just going to say we were going to start talking and it just made me think of it. Zoom was something that came off uh, COVID. It became like the most
0: popular thing, right? Yeah. You know, in my industry right now, in my company, I feel like there are a lot of leaders in my position that are still kind of in limbo. And you know, I'm in direct sales, you're in real estate. And so our, our two businesses are, are very different in how they're handling this post-pandemic world. So I hope that our listeners, that you will all find some nugget of information between the two of us that will help you in your business because it we are in, in very different positions industry-wise. So in my company, prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of in-person work that was happening a lot of leaders did a lot of home parties there were in person trainings it was very much a be in the same room and get to know people business so when covid came it was a complete 180 we went from being with people all the time to never being with people right like we all did but what i see happening now even still almost you know 3 4 years later after the lockdown happened is I see that there are leaders and friends of mine that are th- trying so hard to go back to the way that it was. And I think that that comes from just our comfort zone and what our safe space is and going back to what you knew. So there's this thought that going back to the way things were before the pandemic should just be this, this switch that you flip. Right. But I think that they're finding that what worked before worked then isn't necessarily working now in the exact same way. Then there's those of us that have really embraced a lot of what we experienced during the pandemic. So it, it is no secret. I love to stay at home. If you tell me I need to be locked in my house for two years, I will be happy as a clam. I I don't want anybody to die or be sick. But other than that, I was born to quarantine. (laughs) So I really shifted and pivoted very quickly to that virtual world that we were living in because it just is my sweet spot. And so for me, I've just continued to do everything virtually and keep a lot of those systems and processes in place. So what do you do if you are not feeling confident about what, about the direction that your business is going in. And so I think the easy thing to do is to try to go back to the way that it was. But I think what we really need to do is recognize that this post-pandemic world that we're living in is not the same world that we were living in before. Yes, we can freely go about and not wear our masks and the kids are back in school and we're back to having parties. And the way that we're living our life is the same. But what has happened globally is that there has been a value shift in society. And there's, there's certain times in history where things change, where globally we go through a value shift. So think about, you know, just on a really simplistic scale, the invention of a car. Cars come along. And is it easy to say, well, I could just walk? Well, yes, but cars are here to stay, and it fundamentally changed how we live and what we believe is possible in the world, the places we can go, the things we can see, the stuff we can do. Right. The next time that I think that we had a seismic shift like that was the invention of the internet and email. (laughs) Yeah. Could you write a handwritten letter? Yes. But why would you if email is here to stay? And so... That is what has happened in COVID is there's been a shift in the way that we live, but a shift in what we value. And so people are going back to work. People are back to their kids doing sports. Kids are back in school. But what's important to us is no longer the same. People are valuing their independence. They are valuing their family. They are valuing their self-care, their personal time. Because I think that we've all been acutely aware going through that, that life is short and anything can change on a dime. And more than ever, women especially want to have it all. They want to work and they want to prioritize their family. And there is this unwavering commitment to not compromising one for the other. So I know that's a lot to unpack there. And that's really, you know, deep beyond what are the systems and processes you have in your business, but that's kind of where we are. And so I I think all business owners need to stop for a second and think, are you trying to run your business in a world that no longer exists?
1: Right. There's definitely a shift in the way we do things, regardless of which industry you're in, that became about because of COVID. I think a lot of companies realize that their employees could be way more productive working from home um and saving time (laughs) commuting um not taking lunches right people felt like if they worked through however many hours they could still get done what they would get done you know in eight hours with the lunch and people would come in and talk and have coffee and by the time they sat down so i definitely think it was an eye opening for everyone and um a lot of, obviously a lot of sadness became about, but, um, there was a huge shift on how to do business, um, and productivity and using so many tools that perhaps were there before, but were not being utilized because there was no need. So it brought up this whole new awareness and new way of doing things, even, even in, um, for example, being able to travel and still do your work, you know, I, I don't yeah. think that that was a possibility for many people. I think a lot of people went away and said, you know, we can take our family, rent a house in the mountains, and we could still do our work remote and, and kind of have best of both worlds. So although it, it, you know, a lot of people got sick, a lot of people passed away, it it also brought up so many other things and how to do business and, and also how to t- take a look at life. Like you said, you know, you're here today and tomorrow you're not. So I think it made everybody a little more intentional in so many things. Personally, for my work, if we're talking about our businesses, at first, it was a little bit challenging. How are we going to, Show houses? How are we going to promote them? How are we going to talk to people? Real estate is such a person to person type of business. And then we realized that you could do FaceTime showings. You could do 3D tours where people would actually, you know, you would upload the 3D tour and they could walk room by room and it would be like they were there in person. You can host zoom meetings with your coworkers, right? You can do so many things. Obviously we have remote access, so we could still put contracts and things like that, but everybody sort of had to pivot in a way to still be able to do business without somebody physically being there. And so personally, those are some things that are, that I'm still doing in my job. Um, Every every listing that I get, even if it's a rental, I do a video. And this is such an important job. I actually, like point, I actually have a rental. And you'll hear many realtors saying, oh, it's just a rental, right? I'm not going to spend that kind of money in marketing. But you just never know who your client is going to be. And for example, yes, typically on a rental, the commission is not a big commission it's just a month and and depending on the rent it could be two thousand dollars or it could be ten thousand dollars but that doesn't mean you're not gonna put in the same amount of work because it's a rental at least i don't do it like that but long story short i have a rental i did pictures and i did a video and an out-of-state person saw it and they said can you send me the video and the floor plan well had i not done that had i not have a video it wouldn't make it. More challenging, you know. Watch seeing the video made them say, "Okay, we saw the video. We see the floor plan. Now let's go and do one last look and do a FaceTime tour." Because obviously, in the video, you 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 know, you don't see like the, all the closets, right? Like certain little things, but there's a lot that I'm still using in my day to days that you know maybe not everybody was doing before. Uh, One of the challenges things for me is I do like going outside and seeing people. So not being obviously face to face was a little hard. I do not miss walking around with a box of wipes and sanitizer (laughs) and mask and booties and having to let a person at a time go in. And it's so funny, like the tools that we carry now in our cars versus what we carried two years ago, it's like completely (laughs) different. Although I do like having people take their shoes off when they come to see my listings or, or either uh, provide booties. Right. But for different reasons, not the reasons that were there before. So that I don't miss, but I do see the benefit of, of a lot of this like technology that either was there before, but was never utilized or became available because we had to figure out new ways of doing business. And so now we know, God forbid, something like that happens. You're still able to show a house and, you know, do your
0: job and and, and all that. So, yeah, I think I see a lot of friends of mine, too, across different industries when I'm seeing people stuck in this limbo where they just, like I was saying, where they think the pandemic's over, so we're just gonna flip a switch and and return to the way that it was. It's almost like they haven't really stopped to evaluate what they want their business to look like going forward. And that's what I would encourage all of our listeners to do today is to really have that conversation with yourself about what does your business look like in today's world? What are the things that... You really enjoyed about your new way of working during the pandemic, and what are the things that you didn't enjoy. But take it one step further because your business is never about you. It's not truly just about what did you like or what did you did or what did you not like, but it's what did you like that is still applicable to today's world that can benefit you and what did you not like that is also not beneficial to the world we're living in, because I think if you look around just at whether it's in your business or in your home life, or even the way, you know, I look at my kids in school, so many things really have hung around from the pandemic. You know, prior to that, my kids, so much of their schooling was paper-based and required you to be in person. And after going through virtual school, now they have kept a lot of the same resources Online, So that if you miss a day or you have to leave early for sports or something, you can still stay connected to your classes and what's happening. I think you want to look at your business in that same way. I'll use an example for my particular business. I am a trainer. So I have a pretty large team. And one of the things that I do is I provide them with training and resources and information so that they can grow their own businesses and be successful. So if you would have found me 5, 10 years ago, every single Tuesday night for many, many, many years, I would be at a hotel or a training facility or somewhere live and in person putting on a two-hour event every single week where people could come to it and learn and grow their business. So probably three or four years before the pandemic, I had this thought of, hey, what if?" you have a, your kid has soccer practice every single Tuesday and you can never come. How is that fair? How can I train you? Or then I thought, well, if you have to physically come to me every Tuesday, I'm limiting my own growth because I can only work with people that are within a drivable distance of where I'm showing up every week. So I started to incorporate things like Zoom. You know, I would have my in-person meeting that you could come to, but if you couldn't make it, we had a Zoom link and I I simultaneously live streamed it. So those little things that I was doing before the pandemic, I do believe allowed me to pivot so quickly when it actually hit. But think about those, those things. I believe that the sweetest spot is a combination of both. How can you reach the most people? I don't care what industry you're in. It is all about leads, a healthy pipeline, how many people you're working with. And so start to think about how you can use technology to reach more people. Like you said, Grace, with what you were able to do with an out-of-town client and your virtual tour. If you're in an industry where you need to train or teach people, could you do it on Facebook Live? But then also that video lives Somewhere forever and ever and ever. So you're not having to repeat the same thing over and over and over. Right. You right. can start to refer people to a video or a, you know, a lecture or something that you did. So you're also leveraging your own time. There really are so many things, and a lot of it is technology based because that's, we had to rely heavily on technology to get through the pandemic. But don't be so quick, especially if you're not a lover of technology, to just say, well, I'm not going to do any of that anymore. Find what works for you. Find the things that bring you joy, but then also find the things that are going to allow you to grow your business and leverage your time even more. Because a lot of times what I hear from people is like, well, I hate social media, or I hate being online, or I hate whatever. I'm just better face-to-face. Well, that's great and that very well may be true. But when I find that people say that they hate working in the online space or doing anything with technology, they're thinking that it's going to be how it was in the pandemic, where it was a complete upheaval of everything we did as a society and everything was hard because every single aspect of our life was hard and had to be reimagined and revamped. We don't have that now. So now you can just take the fun parts or the parts that you did enjoy or the parts that you were good at and integrate them into your regular life that you're living now. And you might find that you don't hate it as much because you're able to really use it in the way it was meant to be used. And it's enhancing and growing your business instead of it being in survival mode in this pressure cooker situation you were in in 2020. Now you might have a lot different feeling about it, especially when you can find people that are out of town or automate or leverage, and and you can actually use technology to do a lot of your work for you. And then there's not a chance in the world you're going to hate it at that point. Right. <laughs> it's working for you and making you money on the back end. I bet you fall in love with it really quickly. Yeah, no, for sure. So we just want to encourage you to really, if you haven't done so already, stop and really look at the business environment that you are currently operating in. Because I promise you that it is not like 2019. The world that we live in has changed. And so we have to grow and adapt our businesses to change as well. And so if you're finding yourself in that place of frustration, or you're finding yourself doing things over and over that worked for you for many, 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 many years, and they're all of a sudden not giving you the same results That's a red flag where you have to stop and think, am I doing this because it's the way that it has always been done? Or am I doing this because this is truly the best yes for me and for my business where it stands today? And I think if you run every decision that you make through that filter, you're an entrepreneur. You are smart enough and wise enough and gifted enough and talented enough in what it is that you do daily that you are going to make the right decision. It's just sometimes we don't stop enough to stop and think about what we really need to do. And we are still in kind of frazzled mode from the pandemic. You know, we keep saying everything's back to normal, but what we went through was so not normal. And it's going to take a bit of time to come down off of that. (laughs) So the way that you can start to transition is to, to really evaluate what you're doing. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's ever going to be back to normal. I think it's a new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all had to adapt and pivot and you even see it on big companies. Look at so many companies that have gone out of business, the most recent one, Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm-hmm. The companies that didn't pivot and adjust to the new way of making things easier, letting People, you know, go pick up, what do they call it? Like you go outside and they have your order. Herbside,
0: my favorite.
1: You know, automating their, (laughs) like their apps, like making things user friendly and easier. Those are the ones that are struggling. And so, you know, if you're not going to move on and, and sort of like adapt to what the new ways of doing things, then there's going to be a new person. There's always, people get discouraged. They'll say, well, I can never be a realtor. There's so many realtors or I can never be a network marketer. How many, but it all comes down to you having the drive to bring new sauce to the game. People get comfortable. That's a problem. People get comfortable and they're so hesitant to change. And that's when, Businesses fall apart or people hire a new realtor or they hire a new salesperson because they're so stuck in the old ways that they're not changing with the new technology or the new whatever it's happening. Um, There's certain things about old school that I still think are important. For example, I know you said emails, but In the world of technology now, and that's the one thing where I'm like, you know what? I do miss talking to people sometimes. Sometimes people want to hear that, you know, oh my God, you call me to say happy birthday. Who calls anymore? It's so much easier to send a text. So I think there's some things that are more personal that are still important and will also... Set you apart now because everybody's so into doing things the easy way. Just wish you happy birthday on Facebook or just send you an email. So now, actually writing a hand letter or actually picking up the phone is gonna set you apart. But take advantage of the tools and the technology and change with with what's happening because you don't want to get stuck. It's just not gonna help your business. Whether we're, you know self-employees or big, you know, bed, bath and beyond, you know, like you have to shift with the changes, um, and welcome the new normal and whatever it is that we're going to be. We're definitely a lot more prepared for what's to come Yes, (laughs) because of, you know, what happened. So.
0: So I'll close with a, a story that I love to tell. And I actually heard this on another podcast and it it's it's one of my most favorite stories and I think, you know, Grace, you've been in business for a long time. I've been in business for a long time. It's it's what you said, it's so easy to get comfortable when you've been doing it a long time, but it's also really easy to get arrogant. If you find yourself saying things like, you know, I've done this for 30 years or I've done this for 20 years or when it starts to become about you telling everybody about all the successes that you had pre-pandemic, just check yourself in that moment if you're getting defensive about that, because that's the sign of an overconfident leader that is resistant to change. So the story is about Folgers Coffee. So the the way that the story goes is we all know Folgers, right? The make it a home coffee company. And so there was a guy that worked at Folgers and he went to his boss and he said, Hey, I want to let you know about this company that's out there called Starbucks. And they are building coffee shops in the Northwest and you can go there and buy your own cup of coffee and they're being wildly wildly successful with it. I think we should take a look at that business model and maybe even potentially try to buy Starbucks. And oh, wow. his leader that he spoke to at Folgers responded with pure arrogance. And he said, we are number one. We've been number one forever. People make coffee at home. Nobody is going to stop on their way to work in the morning at a store to buy coffee that they can make at home and pay, you know, $5, $6 for right. it. That's ridiculous. Like, no, no. This is the way that it's always been done. We've been top dog all this time for a reason. Get out of here. Well, we all know how that story ends, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is a perfect example of a company that did not adapt to a changing world. They just dug their heels in, were so blind to what was happening around them. And now look, I mean, I'm going to go to Starbucks when we're done recording this podcast. (laughs) And so... Hopefully there were just some things that we shared today that will cause you to have a little bit of pause and reevaluate some of the decisions or choices that you're making in your business. And remember, just put everything through the filter of, am I doing this because this is the way it's always been done? Or am I doing this because this is truly the best yes for me and my organization right now? I
1: love it. And you know, can I tell you something? I don't, I make coffee at home, but it is Starbucks pots. So yeah. it, it it shows you how not only did they disturb the whole industry, but they also were smart enough to make it available for the people that like making the coffee at home in the little pots, which is what mm-hmm. I do. So there you go. If that isn't like a wake up call for you to evaluate what you're doing and get rid of what doesn't serve you and pick up, you know, the new tools or whatever that work now, it's like, I don't know. (laughs) Such a good topic.
0: Well, thank you for tuning in to another week of the Chick Show. We will see you back here next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, everybody.